Gang, since they opened in 2012, I've been talking about the amazing rehearsal spaces and fabulous recording studio at Space Rehearsal and Recording here in Austin. Well, gang, Space has upped their game over the last couple of years and added a couple of new factions. One is a video production studio. Space ATX has taken the major leap forward in their evolution to serve Austin's music community with their new video production department. They're now offering professional video production for bands, live streaming, live sessions, podcasts, and just about anything you can imagine. They've also added a creator studio. Maybe you want to take your TikTok or YouTube videos to the next level, or it's time to stop using your cell phone pics for all of your PR photos. Their newest production room is waiting for you. You can also book their in-house video or photography services or bring a freelancer to get the job done yourself. That's space, rehearsal, and recording located just a few short miles south of downtown Austin. They now offer rehearsal studios, audio recording, video production, a creator studio, and more. Go to spaceatx.com to find out more. And take the talent train from Schmoesville to ProTown with space, rehearsal, recording, and video production. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com to access past the 20 last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys have all had a good weekend and a good week so far. Um, This show is coming out on Wednesday because a very sad event happened on Monday here in Austin and all over the world. We lost a great musician, a brother, a friend, a family member. My heart goes out to his wife and his family. Brad Hauser passed away, bass player, saxophone player, co-founder of New Bohemians, Needy Burkell and New Bohemians, and uh, Critters Buggin'. Dead Kenny G's, and just the bass player in countless projects. Davi Garza, Susanna Schaffel, Lisa Morales, Matt Hubbard, Laura Scarborough. I mean, all these people you had these partnerships with, music partnerships with. I got to play with them a few times. I loved them very much. Uh, I posted the show yesterday uh, instead of the regular How Did I Get Here show. It was a conversation that we had back in 2018 that was really beautiful, really long, really dense. You get to really know Brad in this uh, podcast. And uh, man, I love Brad. I'm going to miss him. It's a sad, sad day in the world, but it's really a sad day in the Austin music community. As I said, my heart goes out to his family, his friends, his wife, all the people he played with, the New Bohemians. If you get out on social media, you've never, I've never seen such an outpouring like this. 
God was definitely loved. He spread around enough love and enough goodwill uh, that that it really, I don't know, it's a beautiful thing to see that kind of outpouring. So rest in peace, in peace Brad Hauser. We love you so much. Know that you're loved. All right. Um, gang, outside of the Brad Hauser stuff, uh, you know, things are going well. I rehearsed with a fastball on Friday. That went well. And then afterwards, I hosted and played at the very first How Did I Get Here present show that uh, was put on with uh, with GigStand, this new app that you can go to gigstand.com, find out more about it. People need to get involved with it. It was, it was a great show, I got to tell you. I had my doubts. I didn't know what was going to happen, but it was packed. The show was packed. And Leslie Sisson put on a great show. Aaron Sinclair put on a great show and I had a really, really good show probably because I spent the day warming up playing with fastball and then I was just ready to sing some songs after watching Tony and Miles sing all day. I was feeling like, man, I want to sing too, bro. Great show. Great, great show. And then uh, the next day, my sweet girlfriend, Jenny volunteered to do the driving to Houston as I was exhausted and I had to play a show outside at last concert cafe. So this lovely woman was like, Hey, you know what? I'll do the driving because she was coming with me anyway. And that was a really wonderful thing to do and then we had a great time that night uh skyrocket had an amazing show at last concert cafe my god was it hot (laughs) part of part of the thing part of the thing i think was so successful about the show was that nobody passed out or had heat exhaustion or anything but man it was fucking hot and the crowd was great and we played some new songs and people loved them and i think you know once again we played a really great show and it was really really fun i love playing in that band i'm lucky to be a part of that family as well it's so enjoyable uh sunday jenny and i hobbled back to austin with took what we could with our energy and drove what seemed to be the longest drive from houston to austin ever for me and we finally we finally made it home and didn't even really speak like we just kind of lay there exhausted watching TV and recouping. And then uh, Monday I rehearsed with, uh, with, with fastball again, as I'm going on the road with them this weekend, I'm going to head out and play Pittsburgh with them on Friday. And I'm going to be playing in Grand Rapids, Michigan with them on Sunday. So if you are in Pittsburgh or in Grand Rapids, you want to see fastball, look up where they're playing. I can't remember where it is. And I can't look on my computer right now. Cause I got my, uh, my, my computer open to something else right now. So, uh, Hey gang, I have a great show for you guys today. I really do, man. My old friend, Joel De La Garza uh, from the band Rival Waves is on the show today. Now they've been putting out music since about 2018 with their debut EP, Transducer, but they are releasing now their very first LP, their debut LP. It's called A Meaningless Chaos. It was produced by the great Chris Frenchie Smith and it comes out next Friday August 4th. Go to rivalwaves.com. Now listen, man, A Meaningless Chaos is slated for release on August 4th via Lunar Drive Records. The standard digital form will feature 11 songs with the limited edition 2LP colored vinyl album adding three exclusive tracks to the offering. As I call it, side four. Uh, Joel was nice enough to give me an autographed copy of it. It is beautiful. And the, the color of the vinyl is Coke bottle. So it's like this kind of aquamarine blue, blue but, but iridescent. You can see through it. It's fucking awesome. And the record's really great. As I said, it was produced by my dear friend, Chris Frenchy Smith. Uh, you can go find, uh, find a way to get this vinyl by going to rivalwaves.com. And also, gang, they are celebrating with a very big release show on Saturday, August 5th at 310 ACL Live with 
my dear friends, the Dead Coats, and a band called Lola Tried. Uh, as I said, go to RivalWaves.com. Get involved, man. Get tickets. Go see this show. This is going to be a great rock show on Friday, August 5th at 310 ACL Live with Rival Waves, the Dead Coats, and Lola Tried. All right? So uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy with my conversation with my old pal, Joel De La Garza from the band Rival Waves. Let's get down, baby. Okay, this album cover. Let's talk a little bit about this. Sure. Okay, we're going to talk. Oh, I got it signed too. Dude, yeah. this is like the special. Yeah. Uh, well, they're all the special edition. Uh, vinyl there's has, only 300. There's only 300. The vinyl has three extra songs that we're not putting out right. digitally. Side D. Side D. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. So, yeah, it's a it's a really special thing where, you know, we, we ran a, a pre-order where we had, you know, some autograph stuff. We did a mystery box where we threw in like picks yeah, and drumstick and stuff. Um, and that's, yeah, as of today, that's still going on, but, um, you know, I we'll, went, we'll do it till we run out of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll take it down. Are you but, so excited? Are you freaking yeah, out? Yeah. Well, I mean, the story <laughs> of the record is, is, um, yeah, this been, it's been, has it been done for a long time? It's been done for, uh, summer 2020. Okay. Yeah. We, we went in. So you did that at the old bubble. The old bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Or one of the old bubbles. <laughs> it was actually Alex's last mastering gig. Really? Yeah. Wow. He did so, a great job. So he did. And then Chris did side D. So it was the oh, really? switch over. Yeah. Al Messina. Yeah. 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 That's and awesome. he was, he was great. I just total, you know, I didn't even get to meet Alex. He just, it was just like this mystery man in a box. Like I'm going to do this. Go. And we're good. And, and we, we talked about stuff. But, but Messina might have even been an engineer there during the time was. that you were recording, right? So Yash. Yash oh, Yash. Yeah, yeah, Yash yeah, yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. And Messina was around. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was like in it because it was like the last, it was December 2019. when we were, It was like the first weekend of that month that we, we, we just went in for the weekend and we had 14 songs. And the goal was let's track as many basic tracks for these 14 songs as we can and we worked Frenchie hard we we did all 14 in two and a half days Jesus yeah it was it was rad and and he came in with the energy and he he's kind of one of those people that's not gonna like get in your way or say it's time to stop guys no if, if we're going he's he's game no I've I've been doing those uh Austin Music Foundation mm. records there with him yep and I've I've never I've been there once till the end when they finished at 10 yeah <laughs> We would stay. That's at, the only time I stayed. I mean, not to, not that I'm a pussy, but I, him and Anar will will like, they'll go. They'll fucking die. Yeah, trying I, to cut a cut a fucking trying to, uh, guitar trying to part. Realize your vision. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Or, or, or it's their beautiful. vision. With yeah, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Um, and and so we did fourteen. Songs. I, it's amazing, and it's extremely passionate. But it, it's 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 not the only way. I mean, because no, a no, lot no. of times, like they look at me, and you're like, hey, man, I'm. Like, I'm terrible after after a certain amount of time. I become terrible. That's fair. I make bad decisions. I get grumpy. I'm not as fun to be around. I got a good like eight ten hours. That's I mean that's that's a, a solid, lot. That's a solid <laughs> yeah. day. 
Yeah. I mean, that's a work day, right? So, I think so. So yeah. I, we, we went in. We didn't really know what we were going to do that weekend. We were just, we were hopeful. Yeah. And Friday we got everything set up. And I think we tracked a song. Yeah. Maybe two. And then the Saturday was like 10 a.m. to like 2 in the morning. Right. We just went and we had dinner or whatever, but... I'm going to throw another thing in there, just in defense of Frenchie, because he is one of my best friends. He's awesome. He knows way more about what's going on than I do. So his mind is more engaged than mine is. Yes. That's how I get bored, tired, uh, soft. Oh, man. He was... Yeah. He was... Playing the studio as an instrument. There's live. nothing cooler than watching that. Yeah, it's nothing I and, love and, more and than going, that. And going, and going like, here's the idea. If it sucks, we'll do it again. But it's gonna print. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we can't change it. When he when he goes and prints something and makes a move while he's doing the print, the look on his face as soon as it takes over is priceless. Oh yeah, priceless. Yeah, because he feels. I mean, yeah, yeah. He feels that's, part that's, of it, right? That's a that's the most Frenchy like that look. Yeah. And that like that feeling that he has at that moment, like the most Frenchy Seeing he him can just be. Glow. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, and it got to the point that like we, we so my, our drummer is the youngest of us, and he is a percussion major from UT. Like, just does the thing. He's in a bunch of bands, but he's he's our guy. And um, he brought three or four, maybe five different snares, and you know, and we use primarily Frenchies. And when we'd switch it out. It would be like okay, well, we gotta we gotta make the room make right, this right, make right, sense, right? And and it was just kind of like towards the end, it was like Paul, let's just use Frenchies because he's he's got it dialed in, man. Yeah. Let's just go, yeah. And and that always made Frenchie happy, yeah. Um, well, that, it's he, a great I mean, he does set. have it dialed in, he does, yeah. And and, and even, even in the more, new place, even yeah. more so now, yeah. Because I went over there and he was like, um, when I didn't have sessions over right. the pandemic, like. I got to sit in my studio and figure out every inch of this studio and where the drums sound optimal. So he has that he has that room yeah. for drums dialed in perfect as as well as it can be. Yeah. I would say. And so and you can hear it on on the stuff that he's oh, yeah. putting out. It's just it's great. There's, and there's no there, all you have to do is listen to what that guy does and even if you don't like if even if his style isn't congruent with what you're into, yeah. it's still fucking amazing. It's like he's yeah. still really great. Like no matter what, I love what he does. I love hearing his records. I love listening to your record Thanks. on both levels. Like you guys are great, but also like I love listening to Frenchie's recordings. Then since I'm so, since I've heard so much of them, you know we all have. Yeah. But it it's exciting because he does go new places and stuff. Although I do know that like a fucking guitar rock band. Is like because there were there was some points where I'd listen to your thing and I'm like I bet this band was like Frenchie was like fuck yeah finally a, a fucking band so I was exactly yeah, 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 exactly yeah, yeah. what I was gonna say so yeah. I we went to to Heather Wagner Reed at Juice and we were just like hey you know we want to up our game we want to up our profile how best to do that you know it was, it was kind of the AMF conversation right but with a publicist mm -hmm. and it wasn't anything earth shatteringly new. Than I'd heard before from A&R, from whoever. Right. Um, but it was like, well, one of the things you want to do, I was like, we have this new record. We've, we've got these songs. We're going to put out a new record. And she's like, well, one of the things you want to have is kind of a producer that people know. You want to get somebody on board with what you're doing because that opens up some doors. And um, and so I, in my mind, I was like, well, what about Frenchie? She's just, oh, Frenchie's perfect. And she's perfect for you. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, w- I mean, I understand that, the opening doors thing, and that's all cool and everything. Yeah. But I've heard disasters happen in that way. A hundred But, 100%. but like, if I were to pick, even if Frenchie was just a dude I knew that, that, that made records that nobody cared about, I would still think he was the right guy for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and we were all fans of 16 Deluxe. Oh, and yeah 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 and then just yeah, me too trail of dead and yeah. jet and all the stuff that he's worked on yeah and so i i was like he makes all the sense in the world i'll give him i'll i'll, I'll shoot him an email give him a call whatever it was that i did um i doubt he'll want to work with it it just it just didn't we you know but i hit him up and then within like a day he had enough time to hear stuff mm-hmm. the email i guess it was an email because i was like I really liked what you did with Trail of Dead here. It was very specific, like mm-hmm. the drum sound here, the guitar sound here. And um, the next day or whatever, he called. We had like a three-hour conversation. And he was like on his like property just like walking around. You can hear him walking around and we're just talking. And I'm sitting outside of, I guess it was Pluckers or something. It was like a <laughs> Astros playoff game or something. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I want to get to the game. But I was like, also, this is one of the best musical conversations I've ever had. Right, right. And we got to the end of the conversation. I was like, so so do you want to work with us? He's like, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, good. I just wanted to make sure we just weren't talking about music, you know, because I could talk about music with him forever. Yeah. Um, so he, we had one uh, pre-pro out at Soundcheck, the old Soundcheck on 51st. Uh-huh. And um, he sat there or he stood there. He walked around. We're doing our thing. And we were pretty tight with the songs by that point because we've been playing a lot in 2019 right and so it was just like let's go through the songs and let's just one take you know just do it once and just see if he's got anything to say yeah he'll pipe up yeah didn't really have a lot to say he had like two production notes um great ideas you know a key change here a stop start thing here and um and we tried it and it worked and uh spanker <laughs> yeah, it, sorry. They, so it was pretty. Yeah, so minimal. it was minimal. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, well, let's go to the studio." And we went after pre-pro, and he showed us through the old bubble and took video. <laughs> she likes Velcro. Take it, Rosie. Just go destroy whatever you need to destroy uh, to be a person. And uh, and so we walked through the studio and got kind of okay. This is what's going to happen. And this was maybe two weeks before we went in, and then we went in and we just did. And it, it was. Um, Mark and Eric are two guitar players in that guitar room, that old guitar room right by the kitchen. Right. And then our drummer and bass player in the live room. And then I was in the closet in the control room with that like 1970s yeah, Sennheiser yeah, yeah. Mikey's got. Yeah, yeah. It was phenomenal. It was just such a great The experience. Stevie Nicks mic. Yeah, that long, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and there was one song called Invisible that's uh, yeah. kind of the centerpiece. It's kind of the long Pink Floydy song. Right, right. That was actually like a... like air like an air song like a french you know like oh yeah no air it was very, it was very wow. just acoustic driven and yeah. like keys and he's like let's just let's just wait until we're in the studio for that one like, like let's work that one out like the stones and let's just get in there and figure it out so we did and so mark's playing the acoustic and eric was doing solos but it was the idea was to have and this was frenchy is like i, I want to have like both of the guys solo and like trading off so yeah, yeah. like like a conversation bars. or something right yeah yeah and um we didn't like i had the song but because we were putting all this other stuff in it was like okay i need to arrange this on the fly so in on the scratch track on the basic 
tracking. I'm like, okay, Eric, you're soloing in four, right. three, two, you know, and then it right. was just like, and so Eric was in the in the guitar room with Frenchie because Frenchie was playing some. He was he was kind of placeholding for Mark. Okay, but he was also subconsciously like pushing Eric because Eric grew up in Austin watching Frenchie, so oh, like right. guitar hero. Yeah, and so he was a little timid, and then like Frenchie's like pushing his pedals, like go, you like yeah, screaming yeah, yeah, at him, yeah, yeah, and they're going, and then it was like magic, yeah, and then that I was just like as I was doing, I was like, oh, this is gonna come out really, really nicely, and then um, and then Mark went in and did his his overdubs, his solos, and it just. And that's it. Turned in from like a two and a half minute song. It's like six and a half, seven yeah, minutes. It's a nice. It's kind of like the center point of the record. Yeah. So um, that was a really exciting thing. There yeah. were also like some surprises with like Isla Three, which is the song that we just released. Right. Right. Like I wrote I was, that. On, I was calling it Isla. That's another way. Isla Three. Yeah. Okay. I, I wrote it at, I, like any song. I go home a lot and yeah, I yeah. write there. Yeah. So any song I write at the beach. I call it Isla three, four, yeah. five, six, whatever, and so we're up to like seven or eight now. Yeah. But um, I was I was uh, there for a um a holiday, and I always go out to the jetties because it's the only place in South Padre where like there's enough waves to surf, and there's a little like community of surfers, and I just go out there and I just just mess around while watching people surf. Awesome. And that riff came out of oh, watching, awesome. so it was like okay, this is perfect. Yeah. And um, I brought it to, it was one of the last songs that I, I'd come up with and took to the guys. And I was like, what do you think of this now? You know, that's cool. It's kind of George Harrison. It's kind of a ripoff. And I'm like, I, I'm not that great a guitar player, guys. I'm not, I'm not knowingly ripping off George right. Harrison. I'm like, well, we'll see what we can do. And it, it just, from what I wrote to what it became, when we heard it on the loudspeakers in the bubble, it was like, oh. This is nice. Yeah. This is a lot nicer than I even I had it in my head. Right. And it kind of the pressure was on when we were recording vocals to kind of bring it to match that intensity. Right. So, but that was like a gem that was like kind of still rough. And then when we got in there, it just kind of came together. Yeah. Who made these videos, man? There's a video for uh, 100 million. Yeah. And uh, one for meaningless class. Or chaos, meaningless yeah. chaos. Sorry, Jesus, yeah. what a dumbass. Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, and smile, empty soul. Yeah, yeah, I made them. Which one you did? Yeah, yeah. I just B roll and putting it together to make it. Okay, so the 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 the, the smile, empty soul, uh, the the sort of like t- encompassing sort of the vibe of 2020, yeah, and, and also sort of the apocalyptic thing that's happening on a daily basis mm, to all of us. That's the whole point of this record is is we're getting closer <laughs> to this thing, and it doesn't really have any meaning to it it's just we're you know so how do we deal how do we deal with that and that's what the album's about but that's that was it may it so we put that out what you're laughing at me no i'm not laughing at you i had i'm sorry i listened to some podcast uh fucking fresh air on thursday okay had such a bad panic attack i took zequil at like 8 p.m just to go to sleep and like get out of the thing because i was scared about it was a guy that was saying it's yeah no, and like, I look like we can't fix it anymore. So yeah, but also yeah. they've been right, right, saying right, that right, since right, forever, right, right? Right. So, but it's just like internally, right. like how right. do we deal? Yes. Right. Yes. And so I, it all kind of started with, and and I'll get back to the video stuff. Sure, but, sure. but it started with losing my dad in 2017. Okay. And that was the song "Meaningless Chaos" is basically a letter to my dad, okay. just like 
you know, I, I can still see your face, but right. it's going to be all right. We'll, we'll get there together eventually. You know, kind of one of those things. So essentially, sorry, yeah. real quickly, this is your first taste of your own mortality in this, in, in this reckoning then with losing your dad, who I've, I've, what, from what I understand, a lot of people, when they lose their dad dudes, yeah, that's when they are like, Oh shit, this is finite. It, mm, or were you already thinking those dark thoughts before? It, yeah. I mean a little bit. It was, he didn't die suddenly. Okay. It was a he long, was sick. yeah, it was a Sorry prolonged, no, it, yeah. yeah, but it was a prolonged illness. And when I found out, and we're going deep with Johnny Gowdy now, but when I found out what he had, I was already working in healthcare. I knew kind of what it was, and I knew that unless he got on a transplant list and got a transplant, right, which would be its own set of hurdles, right. but if if he had if he didn't there would be a series of calls I would get. You know, he fell, he this, okay, he yeah, that. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Um, and I got every one of them, man. My mom. I mean, we live four miles away from each other, so it's like, help me, you know? Yeah. And um, so I was just, I was already in it. Like, from the time, from 2013, I think it was, when he was diagnosed. And we got him to a transplant hospital in San Antonio, but by that time, he was already so weak that if they had given him a transplant, he would have died on the table. And that was that was what they told us. And it was just like, we're not in the business of killing people. You know, we can't do anymore. And that was that was almost a relief. Right, right. Right. So, right, right. so when he passed, it was almost a like, okay, he's good. Right. But how do I deal with me being good? Right. And so that it's not necessarily like I wasn't sad. I wasn't scared of dying or mortality. It was right. just kind of like, okay, this is this is everything to this point, and here's here's the rest of it. What does that look like, and how do I how do I deal with that while, you know, politics aside, the world is on fire. Yeah, right. Um, and getting and it's on fire right now. It's yeah. one hundred and eight degrees outside. Yeah. And how do we how do we wake up every day, willing you know with that Woody Guthrie like wake up and fight thing right right, right how do right. we how do we right. tell truth to power three chords in the truth da 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 yeah when you're getting fucking beaten down yeah and that's the crux of this album and when we finished it we were like yeah and we had uh. Frenchie's showcase with like Jackie Vinson, right? Casino AM, Matt Gilmore, like all these just champs, all right? And we were gonna be involved, like alongside them. Like he was, he was gonna give us that lift, and we were doing the South by stuff, and we had other showcases in 2020 lined up, and then one after the other just started, you know, and all rightfully so. But we didn't know we were in the studio mixing this record, and he was still like. Yeah, they canceled South by, but maybe we can still do our thing because it's yeah, outside. Right, and, right, right. And we were like, <laughs> I remember those I, those, yeah, those, those exact conversations when people were like, "Hey, man, so they canceled South by, but do you think if I do that?" And you're like, "No, man, no." Yeah, and no we one's were, gonna come. Yeah, and we, we were just like, "Well, we just want to put the record out, so yeah, let's whatever, man. We just want to play." 
and um and then it and then it got real real fast and i remember going uh and i just gotten with my with my girlfriend with my partner and i remember going to heb and seeing no toilet paper just nothing yeah 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 like yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Yeah, that we was weird. reverted yeah to to like world war z like immediately yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And and masked and got and sunglasses and you're just like what scared the? to touch anything wiping wiping your shit down with bleach when you get it home and you because you didn't know better and I mean to be fair it, no, it didn't hurt it didn't hurt to do that no you know, it didn't it, just, it didn't it didn't it didn't help per se but we didn't know what we right, didn't know right. right and so we're trying to take the best the best advice but like all that to say is like these songs are even more appropriate now. Because the chaos just, just yeah. exp- exponentially. It's weird because you could say you just wrote it and recorded it like in 2021. Like, oh, this is, I sat there and just kind of watched the world on fire. And then I, and oh, yeah. We wrote yeah. all through 2021. We have 50 oh. songs ready for the next record. Is it more hopeful? There, It's mixed. Yeah. I mean, some of it, some of like we did this one and it again is, is another one that I wrote a bass line at the beach. I just took right. a bass guitar and just you know, Paul McCartney did it at the beach, you know, and yeah. then like send it to my guitar players. But, um, it's very Duran Duran, like, and we call out like Bell's beach in Australia and, uh, you know, at the end of the world, which is just kind of where the land ends, not necessarily right, right. the end of the world. Right. right. So, and it's like, there's romance and there's, 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 there's one that, that, that our guitarist, um, Mark Schultz wrote that he even wrote the lyrics, put a demo together. And I was like, Right. Oh, we need to do this. Right. And it's called Last Call. And it's just like last call for the bastards uh that that hid the truth and last call. Your time is your time is done. Yeah. Uh and it's just kind of like, wow, this is really powerful. And so it's not just me. And during the pandemic, Mark lost his dad. Eric, our other guitar player, had a stroke, lost hearing in one ear, had to relearn how to play guitar. And we're not seeing each other. Jesus, We're, I'm checking in via yeah, text yeah, and we yeah, zoom. Yeah, but he was just like, "Hey, man, over Father's Day, I just I felt really bad, and then I went to the hospital and I had this episode, and like my my left side doesn't work right now. Just give me some time." And now you couldn't tell. Now we just had a show set, uh, Saturday, Whoa. and he just tore shit up. But he had to work his ass off to get back. And so it's just like we all went through our own personal chaos. Yeah, Jesus. Just to get this rest. So this record is right. like a time capsule of just like pain and suffering and resolve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Going, There's fuck a, it. We're going to put uh, this record out. We're going to play music and be joyous. Right. That the overarching theme of this record, I actually wrote this down, is refusing to let the meaningless chaos in the world engulf. God, where, where did I learn how to fucking write? Um, in the world sorry refusing to let the meaningless chaos in the world engulf them while trying to wake up every day and keep the wolves at bay yep that's that's pretty much spot on yeah um, lyrically definitely thematically we tried to tell that and we try to tell that through I mean Heartless is is you know, a, a love song gone wrong. You know, it's a very ballady right. Zeppelin three vibe. Right, right, right. And we wanted to end on kind of a, a somber note because it was like, there is a lot of joy in the music. And that's that juxtaposition that we always bring. Like, it may be dark 
lyrically or thematically, right. but that fucking the guitarist or the yeah, it's yeah. so major yeah. and it's so like hopeful. Yeah, it's not like a, like Soundgarden or, or like like you know what I mean. Like yeah. there's a lot of dark minor shit and tuned down shit mm-hmm. that makes it slurgy and dirgy. Yeah, no, there's like a there's like a uh, there's a popness to your rock. That I, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even I, on that hundred million miles, the uh, is that a, like a drum? Is that a drum machine? It started with a drum, a drum loop. Yeah, yeah, and I just kept it, and I was like, and it was from my, I think it was, um, so I have like a drum set in my studio. It's like a Roland V drum thing, uh-huh. but I run it through Tune Track, and I run it through like Native Instruments and like their drum sets, and one of the one of the sets is an electronic drum set and it, and it like or not electronic drum set but like drum electronic machine. drums yeah and it's got like all different kinds like 909s 808s yeah. all, all the shit that hi hat's definitely electronic and yeah. yeah it's cool and so and but, so yeah. i found a loop in in their midi loops and i was like yeah. oh this is a cool little loop i'll play this bass riff and the, right. it was written around the bass riff of course because it's it's in the totally. whole song yeah um but then as we started to bring it to the band and then the the drums kick in, like the the acoustic drums kick in, you know, right after that intro. Yeah. Um, man, all I heard, especially while we were recording it, was um, "Don't Change" by In Excess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my I, favorite songs that, of all time. It, of all time, of and all that's time. what I wanted to capture, like that kind of an, a, a joyous energy. Yeah. Yeah, that just put just, hair, that made the hair on my arm stand up. Just that. Yeah, on a I mean, piano. It, it's it's a perfect song. It's perfect. Yeah, and 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 we just wanted to get in that ballpark. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm so happy with the way that turned out. And like, we cut the basic tracks, and I think he did a rough mix, and we got in his car, and we just went down the road, uh, Frenchie. Yeah, and he's like. Dude, this is a Cadillac commercial. Like you could put, you could get <laughs> yeah. you, just this riff. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Like yeah. you just put yeah. that, and you want to go fast. Yeah. in a car. Totally. And I'm like, tell tell me who to talk to because yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. let's do it. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Give me the guy. Give me Steve Cadillac's number. Yeah. Give me give me McConaughey's <laughs> number. Let's let's talk. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy. He was the Cadillac guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it 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 was a real. It it unlocked while while we were locked down. Right, these songs, and and as we were mixing, took them, on new meanings on their own. On their with, own, uh, but, the it, society but it unlocked so, things in us. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a yeah. joy. Like when we got back and were able to play these yeah. songs again, it was like there was a whole new appreciation for them. That's good. Not just by me, but by the band. No, of course, because you think about it, like you make a record like more than three years ago, and I you was so put scared. it out now. Uh, you'd be like at your record release being like, oh God, here's this fucking song again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially internally- when you're sitting on 21 new songs. Yeah. 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 yeah it's so many. And, That's good. That's good. And and we've already started like testing like some out. Sure. Playing them out. Yeah. And uh, and that's really fun because we're gonna get back into like the writing, like the band writing again. You know, like the right. hey, here's the here's the genesis of the song. Let's make it a rival waves thing. How do we do that? Right. And so that's that's always exciting. Just to be able to push air around with those guys is is great. Yeah. So that this record was collaborative. Yes. That's another point on this record. You sent me some good points. Yeah. And well, the, the so we 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 met up at Via Three One Three on the drag. Uh, Mark, Eric, and I. And I thought it was like a mutiny. I thought they were gonna quit. Because we had just put out Transducer. Right. And Transducer 
was me with right. a bunch of guys. Right, right. And it wasn't them. And I was like, let's go and re-record it. I don't care. And they're like, no, no, it's already ready. It sounds great. Just put it out. Well, we did that in 2018, but we've been playing those songs since 2017. Right. And they're like, can we be on a record now? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's all you want? Yeah. Let's yeah. do Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. Right? So we spent all 2019 just getting the stuff tight. But it was with the understanding that like you're bringing in – so Mark brought in – song ideas for maybe half those songs yeah and then i brought in the other half and then we just got into a room and like did the collaborations i just started a band to do that because i'm i can't do it by myself i can't i I can't even strum my guitar without without wanting to stab my cut off my hand or something yeah i just fresh ideas like some kind of chord change you'd never do yeah which would make you do something melodically you'd never do well see in in this instance it it generated the juice to do my own shit again. Yeah. So over the pandemic, while I didn't have them, I wrote two EPs that I have not even put out that are, because I was waiting for this to come out. Right. That are. You put out solo records? I, I haven't yet, but I have But that's them. it, they're going to yeah. be? Yeah. And it that's was me cool. doing everything. And because yeah, I, yeah. I was just me in the studio. Yeah. Um, I think Mark may have put some like lead guitar stuff on a couple of things, but mainly. Yeah. And uh, and it's very different from Rival Waves. It's way more cars driven. It's way more like that early new wave kind of stuff with still the rock. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, but it—that's very- my favorite. That's my. I've realized that power pop. Yeah. Power and pop, that's and and then once new wave and power pop collided, mm-hmm. that's the best. I mean, like psychedelic furs forever now. Mm-hmm. Fucking don't change like that yeah. whole like nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty three before yep. gated fucking snare drums yeah yeah and, no, and super digital keyboards the dx7 yep. it's magical time yeah. great songs man yeah pre-lin drums yeah or, or even like just right, early right when they i don't mind out. i don't mind the drum machines like yeah. like fucking um like you know what another perfect song like don't you want me by by uh uh-huh. by humanly humanly yeah perfect that song too. Yeah. yeah um male and female vocal just yeah, yeah. it's great just yeah, Amazing. this this stuff that the the solo stuff is like it starts with the cars, it goes quickly into Bowie land, it goes into nice Dylan land. You know, it's just like everything that I like that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't need an editor going like, oh, this isn't this doesn't fit this. Right, like it doesn't fit anything. Right, right. Except its own thing. Yeah. So that's but that wouldn't have happened without this without this collaboration. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah. So like I thank them every day and 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 I I. I just I can't wait to do more with them. That's a funny thing about creativity. It's not like uh it's not like normal like physical energy that is it has a certain amount of time before it it needs to rest. Like mm-hmm. creative energy like once you start putting it out, you can put out more and then you can actually put out more cuz it's just kind of like a muscle. It's well, like it's, jogging it's every day. Up. Yeah. It's it's stored up and and if you don't get that first thing out it just sits there. Right. And then it turns into atrophy and that that's, right. you know, writer's block and that's... Right. I've been there too, you know? Yeah. I would find like when I, I when I would be producing a band or something, I wrote a lot of songs when I got home. Like I would get home, you wouldn't think I'd want to sit down and, and fire up the thing and come up with an idea, but well, you're just the, around music all day. And well, half still the songs that I, that I wrote for the first EP... Uh-huh. I'd come home from working at Rainmaker and being around oh, October yeah. and Bowling for Soup and, yeah, yeah. and Bob and those guys. 
and just been like, well, I can fucking do this too. Yeah. I may not have their audience yet or whatever, but like, I'm going to write some stuff. Yeah. And I just, I didn't even think about that till you, till you brought it up. But yeah, I just, I just considered it woodshedding and just getting better at stuff. But, um, yeah, no, it was inspiration for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny that, um, creativity is is there's so much more in us than we think there is like there's some people that are like oh no i don't just i just don't i only write a song if i or the I thing can't. hits me and gets me and you're like it's not you're not gonna lose it yeah you're just gonna get better you're I, not gonna yeah. run out of things to say you're gonna go fucking deeper yeah yeah you know? and it's 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 so funny that like you know i, I heard springsteen on on howard stern and he's like i don't really write anymore unless i have something to say you're Bruce Springsteen, uh, yeah, dude. at this point he doesn't. You're, 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 you're cool, but you could. I, I think he's worried about wearing his legacy down, and I'm like, you don't have to worry about that. Well, also, like he's done so well. If he put out like a really, he did that covers record yeah, last but, year, or like, whatever. Fucking look like, at Neil Young. Like Neil Young doesn't give a fuck. No, he put out that weird thing that had like she'll be coming around the mountain and stuff like that. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, but he'll put out the next record he puts out is going to be. Fucking legendary. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Young, right? no, it's yeah. a batting average. Yeah, he's still good. Yeah, and Springsteen, McCartney, like, yeah. y- you can't worry about it. You just yeah. gotta, to your point, you just gotta get it out to the next thing. His his COVID album I liked, and Ooh. people just don't like it. McCartney Ooh. 3. Oh, I love it. I loved it too. I loved I, it, and I loved the remixes. Yeah, I loved it. I was just like, it's just like... It's McCartney too. Just sounds like a dude having a good time on yeah. his... Hey, this is what he did. Like, I can't... I don't have any recordings of me watching Tiger King. Right. <laughs> this guy right. really made a great record. Well, it's, I, I just, you know, and everybody talks about it, how it's just the progression from McCartney 2 to McCartney 3. And I'm like, it is, but I look at it as like the toys have changed. Right. The technology has gotten better for him. Yeah. The tools have been, that's the only thing. The creativity is still there. The weirdness is still there. Yeah. The, the coolness is still there. And, yeah. and, you know, if he never plays one of those songs live because he's got to play the Beatles. He's got to yeah, play yeah. Wings. He's yeah. Gonna, who cares, man? Just fucking keep writing. Keep well, creating. There was an interview that I heard with him where he said, uh, when he, he says when he plays a song, he calls it the black hole because when he's playing any song, all the phones going up. Yeah. It's like a galaxy of stars. But as soon as he's like, <laughs> it's a new one off of Egypt station. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no one gives a shit. Dude, I, I, I'm the one, I guess I'm the one guy. Cause like for you, like when I first saw that at ACL, when he played it, yeah, yeah. At the, I was like, I was in love with that record when it came out. And you know, because you're discovering a new thing that one of your favorite artists has put out, whether it's shit or not. Yeah, you love it because you're you're in it. That for you sound sounds like that band though. That tonight. Yeah, I we. Can do that. It just seemed like he just like sat there and listened to it like over and he's like, "What are the kids saying now? Yeah, they sound like this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna fuck you." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor dude, man. Uh, we just did a, a McCartney birthday thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and and Miles and Darren from Skyrocket and uh, Ben Jones. You know where, him. Where did you do that? At El Mercado, where it was. Ben oh, Jones Ben's has a gig there every Monday with Barbara Nesbitt, and like, I guess Miles is like, "Hey, can we all do McCartney songs one night?" And so, yeah, Harmony Kelly played. It was oh, good. I wish I'd been there. I would have loved to. I would have been so jealous. It was I'd super fun. Yeah, it just sounds great. Like all the guys that do the the Beatles cover bands and the yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm yeah. like. I love it. I can never do it. I'm not left-handed. 
I don't play oh, right, bass. Right, right, right. And if you're not left-handed and you're trying to do Paul, like, that's just, you get called out. I feel. So. Yeah, there was some really great band and they were playing and they were doing like the Beatles, early Beatles. I saw a photo of them and the dude had like a red jazz bass and I was like, ah, that's no. just, I can't, I, I can't do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even I mean, go we, see it if it's not the bass. We, we played Meanwhile in March. Yeah. Uh, Resound was very, very nice to us and they offered us a, a Sunday night and they're like, do you want to do one hour and play with another band or you want to do, and we're like, well, let's do the two hours. We get the full, you know, the full cash, you know? Yeah. 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 We just got to learn some, some other songs. And I took uh junior's farm to the band. I was like, I'm Oh, do awesome. Farm. And we fucking nailed it. Like, I, mean, man, I, don't, know. I don't know when we nailed it, but it was so fun to play is what I'm so saying. So fun, isn't it? It's such a rock and roll song. And I don't play anything in rival waves. I'm the singer. Right. Right. So like, there's a whole bunch of time in that song where like, I'm yeah, not doing just hanging shit. Out. I'm just like, loving it yeah that was the thing with that mccartney thing like there's songs i didn't play on i don't give a shit yeah like, hey what are you gonna do on things we said today because i was playing keyboards i was like i don't give a fuck i was <laughs> listening to songs dude like, yeah i just want to i just want to fucking hear these songs yeah. yeah yeah no it, it was it was so fun and uh like i don't know that might that might stay in the in the set because it like the guys are still like we're five or six gigs on from that show yeah and they're like oh we did juniors i'm like we should fucking do that again I'm like yeah, yeah we should it's so much fun yeah uh, it's a good one so good yeah and it and it's so different from what we do but it's it's kind of like the Foo Fighters doing wings like they rock it out a little yeah, harder yeah 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 it's kind of yeah kind of the, the approach that we took what wing song did they do they did Band on the Run oh yeah that's good we did it yeah it's good it's a jam oh yeah so yeah video video um, going back to, going back to the question yeah. So um, you made all those videos. Didn't have anything. They're great. Everyone check out the check them out. There's there's one that's like a a, a COVID era video yeah. where it's all the people by themselves in their house. We, but that's nice. Yeah. I mean, look, we didn't do it to be a COVID video, but we were no, just no, kind of no. like, what can we, we do? We, we yeah. Well, we were yeah. like, we want to put this record out in 2020. It's done. So we put the single out, and we're like, we should probably have a video, but we're not anywhere we can be together. Nobody right, wants you, right, right? Right. And um. So it's like just film yourselves in your house, and and we're pantomiming, so it doesn't really matter. It's it's kind of cool because on that level, you made a video, and the same thing like Sticks made one. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there was. A, I feel bad that we. I can't remember why. I thought I think in Skyrocket we talked about doing it, but we just never did it. But that that was kind of. I mean, and it's so easy to do because like you just film yourself doing your thing for four minutes and then send it to a guy who puts it together. Putting it together is the hard part. Right. But and as as kind of like no production, whatever, as it is, it's, it, everyone's in their house and you can kind of see people, how they live and their trip. Like you, you're, yeah, the one guy had a bunch of fucking guitars. You're like, God damn, that guy's got a lot of guitars, yeah. man. They're nice too. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. What's his we, name? Uh, Eric Salinas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. He's from Fire Kills. Okay. Yeah. Tell and him I said hi, and I'm I definitely he was got an eye on him day, on those guitars. Yeah, yeah, he's playing through a Morgan now, which it, like he uh, he gets a lot of gearheads coming up, like oh, yeah, it's a it's a badass amp. And then Mark is playing through a Bad Cat, so these are both like boutique, boutique oh, okay. amps. I didn't know if Morgan was one of those new uh, rant. What's the thing that's all fake now that Jackie Benson uses? Oh, I have no idea. Nothing against Jackie. I didn't. No, that no, sounded no, no, like no. I'm a dick. But there's a name for it, and it's just like it's a thing, and it's every amp, every you can put it in the with every mic, with everything. Oh, I have no idea. It's all it's a so, amp so, modeler. Yeah, uh, and so unit. Eric Eric uses a fractal board, 
so it's not pedals. Um, he just has pro, but he plays it through an amp, so it's still. Um, so it it does all the same things as a pedal board. It's a it's just self contained in right right. It's kind of the edge uses. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I watched a thing last night. The guy from uh, the. <laughs> Do you watch this shit? Do I? I don't but, know why I feel ashamed when like it's like it's only like. Supermodels listening to this podcast and they're all judging me. All of us, everybody listening to this, everyone that's been that's on this, it. just sits there and watches like the guitar player from Peter Gabriel show you his touring oh, rig yeah. for an hour and just like oh. get real high and be like, "Wow, man!" I, I watch Rick that. Beato, like religiously. <laughs> he, I don't. I'm not a fan of his. I don't like his attitude. He's, I think he thinks he's great. Oh, he does. He does. Kind of drives but me a little nuts. I, I just like the way he breaks down songs. Yeah, that's it's, it's yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and he's got good production value. But but yeah. Um, yeah so we yes i I do watch those videos i saw rich robinson's it was like an hour and a half and i got through like 20 minutes i can't do it anymore man i I love you you're like fucking great guitar player just a gearhead but i i cannot um i do jason isbel i'll I'll watch his stuff yeah he's another guitar gearhead um, his documentary on HBO is. I didn't see it yet. So I good. saw it was on there the other day. It, it that was my that was my COVID album was reunions. Was it? Yeah, I just I fell in love with that guy as a songwriter as a you know, uh, guitar player. Uh, I've seen him three or four times since. Wow. I discovered him. He's great. He's great. I mean, he played three nights uh, in April. Oh, I thought you it. meant in twenty twenty one, and no, I was no. like, yeah, I know. Everybody we were playing did. at three ten that night. And a lot of people didn't, we sold out 310 and 60% of ticket holders showed up hmm. because it was the, the first night of his three nights. Uh, Wasn't it Jason Isbell? Or was it, it somebody else? And he was on a CNN because they were like, it was the first show where they're like, you have to be vaccinated or have a mask. Okay. But they said it the day before the show, uh-huh. which to me yes. is a little shitty. He did. Yeah. I mean, they were I, just trying to figure shit out. They were out. trying to figure shit out. But if I was a ticket holder, I'd be like, look, dude, I'm fucking vaccinated. What do I got to, what do I got to do here? Yeah. Come on, man. Give me a break. I stick, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, we I, didn't, I, 310, uh, the, the building didn't know what to do. Right. Nobody did. Because their show was doing that. And our show was like, no, no, no. It's, it's cool. If fucking show up. If you got COVID, man, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, it was a crazy time. I remember seeing him for the first time out at Luck during South by, he played luck ranch and um danielle ponder opened for him both of them i don't know her she's great yeah great yeah check her out um but uh you had to bring your vax card yeah and i was all for it man yeah yeah i'm all for it it. whatever i need to show yeah to get in to see a show yeah i'm down and and there there is that thing where like yes i was inconvenienced i didn't lose faith in anyone because the whole thing about during that time the information like the you got to wipe down your groceries Mm. with bleach because there's covid all over everything Mm. it's covid on your bananas and uh then they're like oh no that's not what it is and then people get pissed off well then we can't trust you and it's like no 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 this is like building a fucking plane while it's flying yeah like yeah. We're just figuring this out. Yeah, like, exactly. We're, like, like we're yeah. just trying to figure out how yeah. to not crash. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a couple times and yeah. you know, somehow we're still here. So let me ask you this. Sure. On a personal note. Yeah, yeah. All right. Don't get weirded out. Um Never. you said you entered a new relationship there at the end of 2019. Yeah. And then uh and then you guys got locked down together. So, so you still together? Yeah, yeah. We're okay, still okay, together. okay. Um, she um, ended a relationship, and they had a, a home 
that they sold. Okay. And she had a, an apartment elsewhere in Austin. Mm-hmm. But we didn't go anywhere. We worked together. Oh, yeah. And so when we went to our separate, you know, to home, when we were homebound and still working, we could work from home. Luckily, we were one of those people. Um, or two of those people, whatever. And uh, we we were still in each other's pot because we were right, what right, we had. Right. So I'd go there, she'd come to... Yeah. And then she stayed at the house a lot. So it was just kind of like... She signed a year-long lease. And the place that she was at was kind of in the hills. Yeah. And it, it was... I don't know. I don't know if that was a particular summer, if there's another summer that's happening now that's doing this. But, like, the apartments were shifting. Oh. And her, she had like a huge crack in her wall. One day she came Jesus. home and her uh, refrigerator had popped open and all of her food had spoiled because the, it shifted. Oh. And I was like, you need to break your lease. So she's, you know, so we moved in yeah. together and, and yeah, we're, we're good. We're good. And, and, and that's awesome for, for, for us. It was, it was a, uh, a thing where, um, all that time together, like, we're not if we're not sick of each other by that point that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, it was yeah. really it was a really cool test and you should and, be able to make it now yes unless you got addicted to being like f- like freaked out together and then everything's normal you're like we oh, went, well, yeah, i only like therapy, being freaked out with you therapy goes a long way <laughs> therapy yeah. goes a long way and 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 we both went through that time that's where we're great like are we ever gonna leave are we ever you know gonna yeah yeah do any and i was like vigilant because you know i i i have a mom who's in her 60s and i didn't want to yeah. have anything happen to her yeah and it was just kind of we're not going anywhere we're not doing anything we'll go we'll get groceries delivered we'll get or we'll go pick them up you know what i mean or in the car and it got to a point where she's like dude i'm going crazy <laughs> we need to get out of the house right yeah. so we we did like a getaway thing in like wimberley and like sure. those little yeah mini people homes. were doing that stuff yeah it was, we we're trying everything and um I'm perfectly fine being in a room with no windows because I have my studio and I right. can just work right, right. or my office or what, like, I don't need to be out and about, but you, it doesn't matter how much of that you are or how much of that kind of person you are. Like when you don't go anywhere for a year, that fucks with you. It does. And then, you know, there's a lot of people that came out of this thing like, uh, like when Bob Schneider first came out, he wasn't he wasn't going to do Mondays anymore. Mm-hmm. They did it, but um, like I mean, there's people that were like, you know, hey, what I, I don't I don't want to do this. Uh, he did change, like he doesn't go out for three weeks on tour anymore. Right. He's just like, there's I don't have to do that shit. No, and a lot of people did. Some people were like doubling. They're like, when this fucking opens up, yeah. I am I am playing every fucking night of the week and going to dance. 2021, I spent out at places, drunk, having a great time, awesome. vaccinated. As soon as I was vaccinated. Yeah. You did not. I wasn't here very much. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I was. Uh, and then I normalized. And then I went back to sort of like teetering between like, because now it's hard to go out. Like if someone's like, hey, come and see my band. We're playing at 11. I'm like, at 11? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this conversation is going to go horribly wrong after this. <laughs> yeah, so our CD release party, we're playing at like 1030. So hopefully you can make it out. Your, yours is at 1030? Yeah. We're, we're, it's at 830 to start, but we're playing with Lola Tried and the Deadcoats. So we're headlining that show. Okay. And that's at three ten. I, I thought that shit ended there at eleven. Oh, I maybe don't know. Just we end at eleven. May, maybe I don't know. We haven't really worked through running show yet, but we've got three bands. And oh, show starts at eight thirty, so we got to work that out. Yeah, work it out. Work it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I love Dead Coats. Lauren's a great friend of mine. She's I awesome. will not be at your show 
on Saturday, August 5th at 310 ACL. But it's not because I don't like you. And it's not because I'm scared of time. I am. But I'm playing at Mercer Street oh, in cool. uh, Dripping Springs that night. That's fair. So, well, I, I mean... I love that place though. I just played there Friday. It's great. Yeah, we've played there once. It's 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 de- it was definitely our goal to play there for the the album release. Um and so when Jack worked with us, yeah. I mean, we kicked we we had to kick it down the road so far because it was yeah, just yeah. kind of like, well, that's we, how I did my I did one there in 2021. And it was just kind of like, yeah. well, okay, we need to get good again. Yeah. So the first the first show out of of, of 2022 we we played in 2022 so 2021 we went through all of our personal crazy stuff shit. yeah yeah and so by 2022 it was like okay let's see if we can get the record out this year so our first show back we we played it was, it's the funniest story we played with um a band called oakley dokely which is a Ned Flanders metal band i don't have you ever heard of them no they that's came the coolest out the, thing i've ever heard yeah they came out on the simpsons like the simpsons Wow. Yeah, they legitimized them and they were they they'd been around for a bit and they all dress up like Ned Flanders and all of their songs are about Ned Flanders. They have a song called White Wine Spritzer. They have a <laughs> yeah, it's the, and 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 looks we were trying to play anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Cuz we, you know, we hadn't played for 3 3 years. Yeah. And so we're like, "Hey, we're this band." And they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, you we don't know what you do anymore." And da, da. Right. and and I know that everybody went through that in some form or fashion, but, um, empire was just like, I, I hit him up and I was like, Hey, I see there's only two bands on this. Do you need a first of three? Like, we'll, we just want to get on something. Yeah. And, uh, I can't remember who was, who was doing the booking at that time. Um, but he was like, sure. Uh, let me talk to the band see if they want to, yeah. you know, they paid us and that was great. Um, but we were supposed to play a control room. What was they turned it into their farewell tour? They, I guess they'd been around for a long time, and they sold out the control room. They had to move it to the garage. So our first show so on the huge was stage. in the, the huge yeah, stage yeah. with a rapt audience, all dressed like Ned Flanders, <laughs> and we're playing these songs to them. But they loved it; like they got it, and That's it was great. so. It was such a like a welcome back Cotter moment. Like it's like, oh, okay, this is what it feels like. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And um. So and then it was like, okay, well, let's play a couple more shows. And then I got COVID. I got sick. And I lost my voice for like a month and a half. Oh, really? Like it was long COVID. Oh, And shit. like it, it, I got better and then it relapsed. And then, you know, so Sorry. I didn't, thanks. I didn't get better until like, so I got sick in August and I wasn't like fully back vocally till like November. Like. It just was a process, and uh, it was scary, man. Like I was like, "Am I ever gonna sing again?" Like, in, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And um, yeah, so that like when it when it when it worked out, I was like, "Okay, yeah, be a little bit more careful." And it all it was was we moved uh, my girlfriend's little brother, who's uh, entering freshman into UT. There we you moved go. Into UT. Just can't get around those people. They're dirty young people just running around spreading yeah. the germs. Uh, I had a, vo- a voice issue after 2020. Yeah. It wasn't COVID related. It was, uh, well, maybe it was, I don't even know. But I, I, I realized what it was, but it took, it took me like a little over a year to come back, like fully. Like I, I think what happened was I just didn't sing. Yeah. I mean, I sang 
And I sang at the Skyrocket live stream things that we would do, which was once a month. Yeah. And I'd sing playing guitar, but I wasn't projecting, projecting. over a fucking rock band. So I think my muscle got like weak. Yeah. Like weak. Like it was just not not that I couldn't even hit shit. It's that I started having like like McCartney voice now, yeah. like a little shaky, like yeah. trying to do a note that usually used to be powerful and strong. You're like, what the fuck? And yeah. so it's taken me like a year to build it back. It's crazy. It took me about a year to build it. I'm glad. Up. I'm yeah. glad that it uh, returned. Yeah, it was freaking me out a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, a <laughs> month was like I was like, Jesus, am I ever gonna fucking do this again? Yeah, I love doing this, and just not even out, but like I love singing, but yeah. studio, like whatever. Yeah, talking to my friend, he was yeah. like, I, I couldn't talk without having a coughing fit. It oh, that's nuts. terrible, man. And uh, and so yeah, so we got back to playing in 2023 it's like no this is the year. it was like it was crazy like yeah. this is the year guys um so we i was really aggressive with booking and 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 just getting us out there right and um and finally uh jack came back he's like hey when are you looking to do this i was like man this was in may i was like august september whatever he's like well we got some openings in august if you want to do and he was just really gracious and gave us the night and he's like put put a bill together and and you know i i feel that a lot of the best rock music in this town right now like rock music all grunge whatever is being made by women and i wanted to and i wanted to showcase that because we're just a bunch of guys pussy gillette pleasure venom uh breaker uh the dead dead coats Lola tried Lola like, tribe, yeah. All, all those all those bands and they're just so damn good and yeah. and I wanted to showcase that um that you don't have to be just a bunch of guys in you know flannel and whatever. Yeah. It, it, that's what we may be, but I wanted to showcase the best in Austin and and that just that is women right now. So um I you know it wasn't it I there's more in case there's a yes, yes. Case so somebody's listening more. yelling at me that I I did, but I did name some bands that I think are just the fucking ballsiest yeah. bands around right Dice now. Dice Bits. Like yeah. all, all of them. You know, there's so many. Dice Bits. Yeah. I, I I'm friends, old friends with a guy who's friends with the dad of of one of the okay. Dice Bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like 2 years ago he's like, "Oh, you got to get these kids and they're like these." And I'm like, "What are you sending me these like kids for?" Yeah. They were like, like it was before they did some kind of shift last year where mm-hmm. they became like superstars. Yeah, and then it was too late. <laughs> but I did write them, and I'm like, hey, is you be on the podcast. Should I be talking to your dad or something? And they're like, no, you talk to us. Like, what's your podcast? I'm like, I talk to people in music. And like, okay, they never got back to me, but I was like, whatever. Yeah. And then I reached out after they became like dice bits. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so you know, there's a, there's so many good bands, and um, we we definitely wanted to showcase Austin, mm-hmm. um, and then Lauren and Lauren, so they're both Lauren, both Lauren's, um, were so gracious to to jump on the the, the bill yeah. with us, and and it, I think it's gonna be a great night. Dead Coats, Lauren and I have become very close. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a great friend. She was in the artist development program at okay. Austin Music Foundation, but we I discovered her at the Bubble, going there to pick up a pedal or something. And they're cutting drums, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? It was in 2021. Yeah. Frenchie was like, right? And I'm like, yeah, who is that? And yeah, then I I'm, met them. Yeah, I, I, I've seen them. On that port swing. <laughs> I, I've seen them a couple times, and, and I dig them. Same with uh, with Lola Tried. And um, I know that they've been out and about for a bit, probably as long as we have. Um, so, I, you know, it just felt like 
a good combination of forces for that one. Yeah. Well, this record's great, man. So did you do this? Uh, okay, so talk about this vinyl is, uh, we talked about what it has musically on it, but also it is, it, uh, I read it in your website that it's Coke bottle and it is Coke bottle. Yeah. It's Coke bottle blue. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, we, we wanted to make it, we were doing a short run, right? So we wanted to make it uh, uh, special for, for all the early adopters. I think this is great. I think, um, I know it's hard to get this stuff done because it's super expensive and it's difficult to get your money back on this stuff, but like it's artwork and like the artwork for this album is fucking great. It's great to see it in real size, you know? Yeah. So we're getting a a window cling over it at Waterloo. Oh, nice. With, with both sides of it. You doing an in-store there? No, Um, they, they wouldn't have us. Uh, they, they were like, we don't know what kind of, you know, you're not, we don't know that we don't know you guys. So it was one of those. But that's fine. Like we we shot our shot, and that's cool. So we're you're we're gonna just, have a window cling out there. Yeah, they fucking know you now. Know you know us. me now, John Coots. Yeah, they'll know. Us. <laughs> they'll know us, and 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 hopefully, you know, we'll we'll sell some records. That's like the last. There. I mean, that's you know, that's a that's. Imagine how many people are asking to do in stores there all the time. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they're having them all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and you know, far bigger bands, bigger profiles than, than we have. So I, yeah. I understand. Um, not, not, not hurt by that at all. Um, but you know, we're, when we did the last EP, they had that here, Texas here program, which was, you know, placement and they have, you know, and so we, they're not doing that anymore, but they have the window clings. We're also going to do the, the three foot by three foot, uh, poster that they have out there. So we'll, 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 we'll have it out there. Um, and, and we'll have the record out there and it's, it's just vinyl. Um, we're not doing CD. Um, this time, um, we've got what we did for the pre-orders is, and I should have brought one. I forgot. Um, if people still digitally download things, uh, like through Bandcamp or whatever, like we have card. like unique codes. Yeah, yeah. So we built these like all access passes oh, that's on cool. lanyards and sent them to. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That's the digital download. So just a yeah. little something, you know. Yeah. We just people that that are into the band. We wanted to to champion you know they have championed us yeah advocated for us we wanted to give them something a little cool the one thing about all of that stuff if you would have wanted to put this out like when you actually wanted to you probably wouldn't have been able to actually we we, vinyl yeah we had that printed that was ready to go in 2021 really yeah we went through we went through hand-drawn out of oh okay yeah 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 i've known those guys since rainmaker i mean that's the band where guys they're they they've spun off to do this oh that's who it is yeah it's uh jim cock and all them oh yeah. dude yeah joe fink is like their their floor manager you know now. jim so cock we went... used to play bass for david no i didn't yeah. know that oh yeah. that's hilarious yeah oh that's before uh john i guess john thompson definitely before chapo oh yeah it was david and the love beat oh, like love i'm beat talking days. about like 1991 okay. That yeah. makes sense. Way yeah. Before my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I, I love the Love Beats, man. There was another guy there that I loved at, at Bandware. G.I. Sanders? Oh, I don't know him. Oh, okay. Anyway. He whatever. was in a band called South FM up there. That I love South stuff. FM. Yeah. I he probably do know that guy. Yeah. yeah. I miss those Dallas bands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and like, we're. That's the thing with this record is like, we're, we're looking to. We are looking to get out of town and play some shows in in dallas and houston san antonio and in 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 the valley because that's where i'm from and we can do decent business down there 
God, what was the band? There's a band that I sing their song all the time, and they were a Dallas band from the 90s that we hung out with a lot, and they had a song called Cancelled. Yeah, what was that song? Cancelled, and they, yeah. They had another song called Stop Freaking Out. Stop freaking out. I was friends with them. How can I, what's wrong with my mind? No. No. Love those guys. Yeah. Um, All right, so uh, release show Saturday, August 5th, 310 ACL Live. Uh, with the dead coats and Lola tried. I'm putting this out on Tuesday, so I'll give you a little time Thank to cool. like get the, tell the people. Yeah. Um, and the record itself comes out on uh, August 4th. That's Friday. Uh, a meaningless chaos. Yep. Not a meaningless class. Not a meaningless class. <laughs> I gotta find a new guy. I gotta get a guy to write it. Uh, <laughs> but that's how I memorize. That's my process. Uh, okay. My process. My process. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, no, we're we're really excited about about the record release, about things after record, that. Yeah, yeah, just being able to. Uh, we've, we're probably gonna. Well, we probably we are gonna release another single like right before the um, the album drops. Just a, one more tick in the bucket, you know. Yeah. Um. What What we'll do, I think, is um for that single is just re-release all the singles that were released as one. Oh right. With that, it's just all IRS, yeah. ISRC codes. So it's so as long as you keep those in order. Yeah. That yeah. digital shit's so weird, man. Trying to keep it all. Do you go through Bandcamp or something? Uh, DistroKid. DistroKid, or not yeah. Bandcamp? Uh, uh, ba- uh, jeez. TuneCore. TuneCore. Yeah. What's wrong with my mind? I don't know. It's trying to memorize too many songs at once. Probably. And uh, great job on this record. Frenchie did a great job. You guys did a great job. Thank you. Yeah. And the videos are great. Get out there and see rivalwaves.com. You can see the videos. You can find out when they're playing. You can buy the merch. If you don't live in Austin, you can order one of these records. I got a signed one. I'm going to hold it in our picture. Thanks for doing the show, Joel. Yeah, Always man, great thank talking you for to having you. Yeah. me again. Having me. Having, having me. Having me. Having me. That was Joel De La Garza. A Meaningless Chaos drops Friday, August 4th. And they are celebrating with a release show Saturday, August 5th at 310 ACL Live with the Dead Coats and Lola Tried. Go to RivalWaves.com to get tickets and more information. Find out how to get vinyl copies of A Meaningless Chaos. Do what you got to do. Great job on the record, Frenchie, if you're listening to it. Uh, there's singles available now. Isla 3 and 100 Million. There's some, there's, some, there's some singles out there now. You can check them out. All right? Great, great band. I love, I love Joel. Love talking to him, man. Love talking to him. All right, hey gang, when you're out there checking out RivalWaves.com, don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast. If you are subscribed on Stitcher, gang, Stitcher is going away on August 29th forever. You will not be able to use Stitcher, so please, please, please find another platform and subscribe to How Did I Get Here on there. Google Podcasts, you can find us on there. Anywhere, find us, follow us. Rate us, share us, get out there and check out Rival Waves when they play Saturday, August 5th at 310 ACL Live at their release show. Check out their record, Meaningless Chaos, Chaos dropping on August 4th. And uh, go to RivalWaves.com for all of your Rival Waves need. Gang, have a great, great week, whatever it is you do. I love you. Let's get down.